Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of our spinoff show of the Disney Dads Podcast. Each week, we'll explore the stories that made Walt Disney the American icon he is today. From Walt's birth to his death, this weekly show will be completely dedicated to Walt and the people around him. My name's Justin, and I want to welcome you to Walking with Walt. Hello everyone, I I hope you all had a fantastic week this week, and I hope that you had a little bit of Disney magic in your week, whether that be just with your own family, or maybe through pictures, through other people, or even if you were at the Disney parks, I would hope you had a fantastic time uh, at your time there. I know we had a lot of people in our Facebook group that were in the parks and were posting pictures, and I really loved seeing all those this week. It was really, really refreshing to enjoy those pictures throughout the week. You'll have to excuse me a little bit on this episode. I'm fighting a little bit of a cold and got some seasonal allergies going on down here in South Carolina. The pollen is everywhere. You can't get away from it and fighting those a little bit, but I'm excited to be here and excited to be telling this story because it's one of the stories that I don't think a lot of people know about Walt, and uh, it really tells something about who he was as a young man to want to take on this endeavor that most people would not even attempt to do at a young age of 15, 16 years old. Last week, we looked at Walt as an American patriot and how his patriotism influenced him throughout his life, starting at an early age and going through the Disney Company with the propaganda films that he produced to help with the World War II effort, and also how it affects the parks with the flag retreat and other ways we see Walt's patriotism shine through throughout the Disney parks today. One thing we touched on last week when we were talking about Walt as an American patriot was his efforts during World War I, but we didn't go into a lot of detail about how Walt found himself in France and what all he did while he was in France during World War I and after World War I. So this week, I want to transport you to September of 1918 when we find a young Walt Disney getting ready to go over there. song Over There by George M. Cohen inspired millions of young Americans to grab their guns and head over to fight in World War I, and Walt Disney was one of those Americans. By 1918, the war effort was in full swing, and Walt wanted to be a part of it. Walt was with his dad in Chicago while his dad was working the Ozell Jelly Company. The problem was, Walt did not like his high school at all. He actually wrote a letter to his principal at one point asking, not to return, saying that he was disgusted with the school and they didn't want to be a part of that school. And he wanted to become a part of something bigger and become a part of the war effort. His two older brothers, Ray and Roy, had already joined the war effort. Ray had been drafted in the army and Roy enlisted himself in the Navy. And so Walt found himself at home too young to enlist himself, but wanting to join 
up with the war effort and to be a part like his brothers instead of joining his dad with the Ozell Jelly Company. Walt said at one point, I just had to get in there. But Walt being only 16 years of age, he wasn't able to enlist for any military service because he was too young. But that didn't stop him. Walt attempted to sign up for the Navy, but he was turned down for his age. But him and a friend named Russell Mass attempted to go across the border and join the Canadian Armed Forces. But his friend Russell was declined entry to the Canadian Armed Forces because of poor eyesight. And Walt and Russell, being two young men, did not want to go without each other over to the war. So the two came up with a plan to join the Red Cross Ambulance Corps. And what they did was they actually falsified their names as the St. John brothers. But the two 16-year-olds were still too young and they were told they would need their parents' signatures to be able to join the Corps. When Walt's parents, Flora and Elias, had found out about their plan, Elias was furious. He said to Walt, I might be signing your death warrant. But the other way around, Flora actually took a different side. Flora once said, Three of my sons have left this family in the middle of the night. Walter's determined to go, Elias, even if he has to sneak out like his brothers. I'd rather sign this paper and know where he is. Elias angrily said, Forge my name if you want, but I won't sign. And that's exactly what Flora Disney did. There was one other problem, though. Walt's actual birth year was 1901, and that would keep him out of the core because of his age. So Walt, determined to go, changed it, to 1900 so he could get into the Corps with his friend. So on September the 16th, 1918, Walt Disney enlisted in the Red Cross Ambulance Corps. With ideas of grandeur in his mind, he was ready to set off to war. So Walt set out immediately to Camp Scott. It was a Red Cross training facility, and he met a lot of great friends there, some that he already knew and some that uh, he met for the first time. But while there, he became very, very sick and uh, contracted influenza and actually had to return home where he would be nursed back to health by his mother Flora. After Walt regained his health, he was assigned to a new training facility in South Beach, Connecticut. There, Walt made a new friend of someone who you may know his name, a young 15-year-old named Ray Kroc, who later founded McDonald's. Ray once said of Walt, his nickname was Diz. He was a strange duck. Whenever we went to town to chase girls, he stayed in camp drawing pictures. Walt's ideas of adventure and grandeur and of being a part of the war effort came to a screeching halt on November the 11th, 1918, when World War I came to an end. Walt once said, I've never seen a sicker looking bunch than we were. Everybody else was celebrating the end of the war, but all we knew was that we'd missed out on something big. Walt thought that his part to play in the war had come and gone. But seven days later, after the war had ended, about 3 a.m. on November the 18th, he was awakened and he was told he was one of 50 people selected to go to still help the Red Cross with ambulance drivers needed. On December the 4th, one day before his 17th birthday, Walt arrived in France. He had finally made it to be a part of the war. Even though the war was over, he still considered himself part of the effort to win the war. As Walt settled into his surroundings in France, his skills as an ambulance driver were not used very often. He uh, actually had little, little contact with the sick there in France. Instead, he became a glorified tour guide for dignitaries and for people higher up in the military. Walt moved around to different parts of the countryside, seeing many, many aspects of, of the French terrain. And when he wasn't driving, he was doing 
Well, Walt Disney always did. Drawing. He was drawing sketches for canteen menus. He was drawing on the side of the ambulance flaps for his ambulance. Uh, caricatures for friends to send a family, which he would actually charge a small amount for, and make a, make a little money while he was there in France. Walt once said, I found out that the inside and outside of an ambulance is as good a place to draw as any. Walt's passion was there for drawing, whether he was stateside or in France in the war effort. It was always there from a child all the way to his death. And his time in France showed that. Walt being a family man, homesickness started to set in though. And he put in to be discharged and set sail arriving back in New York on October the 9th, where Walt on October the 10th was discharged and was back in Chicago the next day. Walt had left Chicago a boy, and when he returned, he was a man. He had learned a lot about himself, and the one thing he knew was that he was ready to chase his passion of animation. Walt said, The things I did during those 10 months I was overseas added up to a lifetime experience. I know being on my own at an early age made me more self-reliant. This week, I leave you with a story directly from Walt about his time in World War I. It was in February. They sent me with a white truck. I was a driver and I had a helper. A white truck loaded with beans and sugar to the devastated area of Soissons. Well, I went out of Paris and it started to snow. I got up part way and I burned out a bearing on the truck, close to a watchman's shed. So the orders were never to leave your truck. Sugar and beans were gold. So the helper was supposed to go and I'd stay with the truck. There was this little watchman's shed and I sat with the watchman. I sat two nights and no help came. So the third day, I was so tired, so sleepy, that I left my truck and walked up to this town and ordered a meal. Then I got a bed and I flopped into this French bed, and I slept clear around the clock. And then I went back and my truck was gone. I didn't know what had happened. I got a train into Paris. When I got into Paris, I found out the story. This helper got into Paris and went out that night before he reported to the headquarters, and got drunk and he was drunk for two days. Then he finally reported and he came to find me. I was gone, and he picked up the truck. So I was court-martialed. They brought me up before this board, and the greatest disgrace would be to be kicked out of the Red Cross, you know. Then this fellow that I had worked for came to my defense. He was almost like my attorney. He said, look, this boy sat there for two nights. He said, what happened to the helper? He said, have you court-martialed the helper? They said, yes, he was in the brig. So they let me off. A young boy sitting in the cold for two days. Walt's dedication was there no matter his age, and we see that all throughout his life. I want to thank you all again for letting us be a part of your Disney family and for letting me really dive into my love for Walt and share a little bit of it with you. This will be the final episode of Season 1 of Walking with Walt. We have spent the last eight episodes really spent looking at Walt as a young man and how Walt grew from a boy to a young man. And with season two, we'll be diving into the birth of the Disney company. I'm excited to get into that, but we will be taking a few months off uh, before season two comes around. But we won't be leaving you with nothing to listen to on Sunday nights. A brand new show is in the works and we'll be announcing the name and the theme of it in the coming weeks. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. I've really enjoyed it, and I'll be looking forward to Season 2 and to see you as we go walking with Walt.